This is Sports Best, the only internet sports show that tastes great and is truly less filling. We are broadcasting fake live and direct from the reposted podcast network. He is Andrew Keller, who eats Omicron crumbles in his oatmeal every morning. And I'm Larry Olson. I'm fast every morning, so I don't be eating. Hello there, Mr. Keller. Yeah, I do it mainly for the fiber. I don't do it yeah. for that. I mean, weight loss, it's good to help keep you regular, which is important in a morning routine. I suppose you could just drink coffee, but Omicron crumbles nope. will do the same thing. Did you see any of the Monday night game in Buffalo? Whiteout conditions, 50-mile-an-hour winds, snow squalls, hail, thunder, cats and dogs living together. It was crazy. Turns out Bill Belichick had a plan for said weather predicament. Do not pass the freaking ball. Patriots finishing the night with 222 rushing yards on 46 carries. Rookie Pats quarterback Mac Jones threw the ball just three times, two completions, 19 yards passing, zero touchdowns, zero picks. He made some NFL history in the process. He's the first quarterback in the last 30 years to win a game with three or fewer passes. The fourth player of this century to register a win with two or fewer completions. I got to be honest, it was 14 to 10. It was the most entertaining 14 10 game I've seen in a long time. It was a really entertaining game, but I don't think we can say it was. I, I thought overall the Bills looked like the better team and had a better game yep. plan. Some of those field goals looked like a wiffle ball being thrown. They were dancing all over the place. The Bills could have easily won that game if they had made the – they had a, a fourth-quarter missed field goal, and then they were at the end of the game in a position to have made another field goal, which would have put them ahead for the win. After watching that, I, I like Buffalo as a team more than New England. I feel like that's been Bill Belichick's strategy. Even when he had the great Tom Brady, we're going to let you lose, mm -hmm. and that's how we're going to win. I mean, that's a really good strategy. It's, I, I try to employ that when I play ping pong <laughs> because people go for the kill shots. And it's like, if you, if you just keep, if you, yeah, you let the other people beat themselves. And most of the time you're going to win. Like unforced errors is, is more the name of the game. But yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting game and uh, it was real cold. And the Buffalo faithful stayed true pretty much the entire game. One final note about Monday night. I watched the Manning cast, which I now love, but mm -hmm. it feels like they should have a better internet connection. They're like talking over each other all the time. And I'm like, dude, can one of these guys get like high speed internet? It's just like, it's, they gotta be able to, then they bring on the guest and the guest and this pauses. I'm like, oh dear God, get a better internet connection. I mean, definitely for the two Mannings. I mean, with the guests, they're probably calling in via their own personal Wi-Fi, So that makes it a little bit harder, but they Good should Lord. not be talking over themselves. That's embarrassing. Yeah. College football has locked in its top four for the playoffs. We have Alabama playing Cincinnati and Michigan versus Georgia. And if you're not too up to date on college football, that is two SEC teams in the playoffs. A couple of people looking in who could have maybe made an argument. Notre Dame at number five, who is also coachless. And uh, I know... Our intern who wishes he could have gone there is probably cheering for Notre Dame to beat OK State. Ohio State also maybe maybe had an argument. But I think for the most part, the top four are correct. Do you agree? Yes, and I'm pleasantly optimistic that I'm going to watch these games. I like Michigan being in it. I like Cincinnati being in it. This should be fun. Yes, it's, I think Cincinnati's first time 
right in the playoff I think, yes i think we keep on getting more and more of a case for an expanded playoff we got the name and likeness they're making money people have the transfer portal i think soon we're gonna have more than four i love the transfer portal i love these four i'm excited about what's going to happen for the national championship who knows i would love it to be michigan to be honest with you but i, I digress well, now that we have the playoff set, we also get to look forward to who's going to win the Heisman. We got Ooh, a yeah. few quarterbacks and a fun in the mix is a defensive end from, damn it, where he's from Michigan. Sorry. Aiden Hutchinson is defensive end. Also Alabama's Bryce Young, Ohio State's CJ Stroud and Pitt's Kenny Pickett. I am not too dialed into the Heisman race this year. Do you have a thought on who, who is the favorite or who you want to win? I want Aiden to win. Uh, yeah, I believe it's going to be uh, a defensive guy for the first time since it was like Charles Woodson. Is? Also from Michigan. That's interesting. I don't think it's going to be the Michigan. I think it's going to be the Alabama dude. I feel like he's like that game beating Georgia kind of sealed it. That's my gut. Yeah. Also, they I don't know how much of a play he had, but that quadruple overtime against Auburn, that was nuts. Yes, Alabama, Alabama's got the gauntlet of a schedule. Yeah, I mean probably Bryce Young, but let's put some uh, let's put some money on Aiden to win it. It always it always sneaks up on me. It's like okay, here are the finalists. Boom, Saturday is the, the choice. I've just I guess I'm not paying attention enough. I think I've only watched it, the actual show once. I, I'm more like just hearing who it is. The the, the pageantry of that show, I, I think I maybe uh, physically I'm the demographic they're targeting, but I just don't care. It's I like the commercials. Movie. I like all those guys living in their house. Oh, the Heisman! I love the Heisman commercials. Those are, yeah, I saw a Tim Tebow one. Did you see that last night during the yeah. thing about he can't so handle great. the curve? Yeah, that's great. Tebow's got a good good sense of humor about himself. They're good. I, I, I he went his uh his Q rating went up a lot in my book. Well, he needs it. I mean, does he need money? Think Tebow's rich? Uh no, he's. I mean, he's working as an analyst. He's making money. I guarantee. I also, he comes from a decent amount. Like, even if he just like. Uh, Johnny Manziel's it. He can he can fall back on his family, and he's definitely like on the lecture circuit. What do you think it costs to bring T Tim Tebow to speak at your company? I don't know. I'd say hundred grand. Who do you think costs more, Tim Tebow or Dave Kim to play your event? <laughs> Dave Kim is insane. I honestly, I had a thought today. Like, is this for real? Is he making up all this crap? He's in Miami. He's at Ibiza. Is he making it? this stuff up? I don't know, but Dave Kim, he's uh, he's more expensive than a lot of bands. I've, get see, I've seen Dave Kim perform at a high-end wedding in Mexico, and it wasn't worth whatever these people are paying. Well, for different strokes for different folks, man. I, I would rather have, I think I might rather have Dave Kim at my event than Tim Tebow. More stories. I think Tim Tebow, with, just to close this out, I think he's cost 100 grand. If you want him to come speak to your company, so he's making 100 to pop. Is that included? You think maybe we can have him go out to the parking lot and throw uh, yes, throw fade routes to the kids? Yes. That's got to yes. be included in the speaking fee. Yes. Yes. That would be extra if you hired me, by the way. Speaking of would you rather, would you rather coach Oregon or Miami? Miami. Okay. Well, okay. Marco Cristobal has chosen Miami. He's leaving the Oregon Ducks. He replaces Manny Diaz. Got a little interesting. I, you know, I'll be flipping around the TV over the weekend. And they're negotiating all weekend long at Miami to bring in Cristobal, but they have yet to fire their old coach, Manny Diaz. So you imagine you're the old coach and you're reading just along with everybody else that 
they're negotiating to bring in your successor. I don't know, you know, Miami, I don't know how they handle things this this well anyways. Although it's not that hard of a choice. Cristobal's mom lives in South Florida. He won two national championships in Miami. He worked at Miami. It seemed like it was a done deal. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you want in life in general. I mean, we talked about this, I think, last Cash week. Money. The Lincoln Riley going from Norman to Los Angeles is a just like a, a living upgrade. And I would say going from Eugene to Miami, if you're not into the outdoorsy stuff, is there's more food options, better weather. It's a better better place to play football. I mean, you need to dust off the, the dirt that's kind of gotten on the program of the U, but the U is more of a storied program than Oregon, I think. Oregon's more new to the scene. You know, someone described him literally last night, someone does a lot of work in Oregon, and he described Oregon as where a lot of uneducated white people live. <laughs> that's how he described Oregon. I was like, that's not how I think of Oregon. Well, I mean, you've probably been to Portland and Eugene, which are the the more affluent yeah. parts of yeah. the state. I think the rest of the state is pretty uh, prepper, backwoods. I haven't spent much time <laughs> around, but... Um, I mean, when you, I mean, California, it's probably similar to California, just a little bit more rainy. Sorry, Eastern California. Hey, I need to warn you before you start this next story. Like, is there some, um, contract that you signed? Cause I know you have some family business dealings in the horse industry. Maybe yeah. you can't talk about this stuff. If you want to pass on it, you don't need to. No, I signed an NDA, but I know when I'm okay. not allowed to talk okay. to talk All right. about it. All right. not. Okay. We talked about this earlier this year. Medina Spirit, who won the Kentucky Derby on May 1st this year, that's the horse, was trained by Bob Baffert. That was his seventh Derby win, making him the most winningest trainer in the 147-year history. He was tied with trainer Bob Jones. Over the weekend, unfortunately, at Santa Anita, Medina Spirit was training and passed away. So... The details of why this happened are still kind of up in the air, but Bob Baffert seems to be getting a lot of PR hits left and right. Well, first off, I mean, of this podcast, who is the person that's met Bob Baffert? Uh, well, I would say it's probably not you. I, I have a, <laughs> the weird thing about talking about this guy, Bob, is you when, know him. Before we met him, I call him Bob because I've met him. <laughs> But I would explain to people who I had met who aren't that familiar with horse racing. And I'd be like, oh, he's kind of a controversial figure. And Nicole would always be like, why do you have to bring up the bad stuff? Like, he's famous <laughs> for the bad stuff. Like, I wouldn't have known about anyway. So I have a hard time speaking ill of him because uh, my wife has an affinity for him. She was starstruck when she met him. And I've never seen her starstruck before. I think he's most famous for his white hair. It's like yes. white. Yes, yeah, I mean, you can pick him out. They have those aerial shots. We were watching the Breeders' Cup, and instantly you see Bob Baffert, and maybe a little bit less well-known. He has some pretty extravagant, like, ostrich or alligator skin boots. He has pretty extravagant boots, and he also drives a Bentley SUV. That's ridiculous. So just to kind of paint the picture, according to you, there's been lots of whispers that a cheating, drug-inducing horse guy winner. They're not whispers. They're pretty loud. He's banned okay. from Churchill Downs for the next few years. So then he wins the Kentucky Derby. There's an immediate drug test. He It proves negative that, or false, whatever, positive that his horse had drugs. And then the horse dies like six months later. This is not a good look for him. No, it's not a good look. And I don't know if they do. I'm, maybe they'll do an autopsy and maybe I'll have an enlarged heart similar to Secretariat. Maybe. 
Well, this does, does this story at all affect your family dealings in the horse racing industry? I mean, that's part of the NDA I can't talk about. Oh, damn it. Is your family still, can I ask this question? Is your family still in dealings with the great Bob Baffert? I mean, you you would assume so. Okay. All right. So this has no effect. This story. I'm sure it has it. an effect. I'm sure he has to answer questions to them if he's a, he's working for them. Okay. Like that's got to be, you have that discussion. If, if it was me personally, I owned a horse. I'd be like, Bob, let's hop on a Zoom call. Tell me what happened. What is the next race for your family horse? The one that won the Breeders' Cup? Yeah. I'm not sure. I know it's definitely qualified for the Kentucky Derby, but I don't know. There's got to so, be a couple between them. So they're going to the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, they're the favorite right now. Are we going to the Kentucky Derby? I don't know. That's Damn up to you. It. What the hell? I didn't know this. Got to hear this on a podcast. I don't All think right. I can handle another major. The Breeders' was too fancy for me. I'd rather go to Golden oh. Gate Fields for Dollar Day. <laughs> And watch a Kentucky Derby from uh, somewhere from an off-track betting. I'd rather fly to Reno to watch the Derby than go to the Derby. I, I feel like a I feel like a fraud. People <laughs> placing twenty thousand dollars a race bet next to me. This guy tried to fight me because he was a 49ers fan. I had a Fleur de Lis pin in my in my suit in my jacket. He's like, "Oh, are you a Saints fan?" I was like, "No, it's New Orleans man. Calm down." I you're it not was a, it was you're not a fraud. You don't want to fight a billionaire or a multimillionaire. They're they're, uh, they're litigious, I find. <laughs> You're not a fraud. You're not a fraud. Okay. This story somewhat surprises me, but not really. They had looked at an NFL database that included <clears throat> the known 545 former NFL players who had They went coached. to the bunker? They went to the <laughs> Underground bunker. NFL stat bunker? Seriously. ESPN's research discovered that 169 former NFL players were varsity high school football head coaches during the 2021 season, and 175 more were some sort of assistant coaches. Among the notables, Cowboys tight end, former Cowboys tight end Jason Witten, former Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers, coached their first high school team this last year, respectively in Texas and Alabama. It does seem like if you're a big-time NFL star, you wouldn't want to go all the way back down and coach a high school team, but it turns out more and more NFL stars are doing that. Yeah, I think it does make sense to me. The headline kind of caught me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But when the average career is two and a half years, yeah, like, you make some money, but you don't make money to never work again for the rest of your life. It's what you know. You can pretty much get a job anywhere you want. And the NFL has been around long enough now that more people are filtering into that role. Whereas in the 70s, it was probably less people that would want to do that. I think used car salesman was a was a trope on what NFL players would do. I think this is just good for high school football in that, right? Yeah. You have an easier time raising money, right? If, you're, if your coach is Phillip Rivers, you mm -hmm. probably get speaking gig, makes 100 grand, whatever, donates it. To, I, it just seems like it's good for high school football. Would you rather have Coach Jason Witten or Coach Phillip Rivers? I am going to go with Jason Witten. Oh, he's a little, yeah, a little bit less uh, well-known. I don't know. He's one of the most recognizable tight ends in, in pro football. Just on a numbers uh, basis, Philip Rivers has like 12 kids. I feel right. like Winton would have more time for you if he was your coach. That's all I'm saying. That's true. He could prioritize that a little bit more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if you knew this, but the United States and Japan are objectively more uptight sexually than the Netherlands and Belgium. Oh, I don't know if we can talk about this one. 
I don't know, Andrew. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. We just wrapped up the Summer Olympics, but with the delay for Tokyo 2020, we're already into qualifying for Beijing 2022. And uh, apparently there was a qualifying match for curling, and it was set to be live streamed or just streamed. And NBC decided to cancel the broadcast in the U.S. as did Japan because one of the above-the-line sponsors for this event was Easy Toys, which is a sexual paraphernalia website that bills itself as the market leader in the Netherlands and Belgium. So just having that logo out there was too much. There wasn't anything phallic that was on the ice. It was just more of, we don't want anyone to see that company and look it up. Further proving the point that we are the prudes of the world, Andrew, U.S., I wouldn't say we're the most prudish. I would say some of these uh, lockdown countries are a little bit strict. If Finland's going down with the dildos, come on, man. Yeah. One other thing that came up about the Olympics has nothing to do with sex is the U.S. is not going to send government officials to Beijing, which seems more of a posturing move than anything else. Athletes will still be there, but our uh, diplomatic slap at China was we're not going to send government officials. So, yeah, the Secretary of State's not going to be at the curling match. Okay. Yeah. Big deal, little deal, no deal. I think it's a medium-sized deal. Little deal, little deal. Medium-sized. He is Andrew Keller. He is a large-sized deal. And, by the way, he didn't say anything racist or ages this week. Oh, I'm Larry. <laughs> I'm Larry Olson. Maybe we'll see you this week. We don't know.